everybody. Welcome to another episode of Laguna Beach, the podcast. As always, this is Kelly. Thank you so much for tuning in. Sorry the podcast is late. That is my bad. I kind of didn't prioritize my time correctly, but I think this episode is going to be a good one. So it's worth the wait, I promise. Last night I saw Celine Dion and when I tell you that was like the best moment of in a while, like, oh my God. If she is in your town and if you like Celine Dion even a little bit, try and get tickets. It's definitely worth it. I know that her tickets are kind of expensive, but they're expensive for a reason. While I was there, um, a follower actually saw me. She was sitting in the same row as me. Her name's Jen. She was awesome, said hi to me. Like, it's funny. I was like dancing and she's like, I know you're Laguna Beach. And like, I rubbed her back really hard just because I was like so excited about everything happening. And then we talked after the show. She's super cool. I went with my boss and I thought it was going to be kind of weird, but it was funny. Like, you know how little kids, when they get really, really excited, they just start to like clap. Like they don't know what to do. So they just like clap really hard. And I did that in the middle of one of the songs. And my boss is like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm so good. (laughs) Celine Dion, she doesn't disappoint. It was an incredible show. Definitely one of the best concerts I've ever been to. Bow down to Queen Celine. So I'm switching it up this week. I'm starting with all the pop culture stuff first. And then some advice, personal stuff, you know how I usually do it. And then I'm going to go into the hills. So I'm just switching it up, seeing how you guys like it. I know that there are some new listeners this week because apparently I haven't marketed my uh, my podcast correctly and nobody really knew that I also do a bunch of pop culture stuff and advice stuff. So if you're new here, welcome to the mess. If you've been here for a while... Thanks for sticking around. So obviously like the big Jesse James Decker story came out or not even the story, just like a crazy Instagram that was like saying all these things about her. And I will get into that, but there's like been so much stuff that happened in pop culture this past week that I need to get into. First things first, whenever I say that, I feel like um, Iggy Azalea. First things first, I'm the realist. Sometimes when I get really drunk, I think I'm ju- I sound just like Iggy. So maybe one day you guys will be blessed enough to hear. Oh, I actually did it during a live once. So maybe you already have been blessed. But let's start with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry leaving the royal family. I think everyone needs to stop just blaming Meghan. I'm sure Harry wanted out of that family as well. From what I've seen, it looks like the media hasn't been like super kind to Meghan. And I can't even imagine what happens behind the scenes of the royal family. I've always said that like... Few people frighten me as much as the Queen of England does. And that whole, I don't know, it's just like there's something about it that obviously I'm so interested in. I feel like a lot of people are really interested in the royal family. But it's also kind of like there's something sinister going on over there, in my opinion. These are moments that I really wish that my Nano was still with us. That woman loved the royal family like no one I've ever seen And I just, I'd love to know her opinion on everything that's going on with the family right now. So this is what I personally think is kind of going on. Everything about Prince Andrew being linked to Jeffrey Epstein and underage girls, I think Meghan and Harry wanted out of the family. My guess is that more secrets and gross things are going to come out about the royals. I just have a little bit of an inkling about that. I don't know. I don't know why, but I just, I have a feeling. And you know how everyone's like, oh, the Clintons killed Jeffrey Epstein, whatever. No, I'm pretty sure the royals did. (laughs) Like... Andrew, Prince Andrew's in a lot deep shit because of that. Like, really, really gross, dark stuff. Now, there's a clip from the YouTube documentary that Harry and Meghan did where Harry said, Now I have a family to protect. If you knew what I knew, then you'd want to protect your family as well. I'm going to say this as allegedly and loosely 
as possible because I've been told that people in England think it's crazy that some people think the royal family killed Diana, but I took that as like, they killed my mom and I want to protect my wife so that doesn't happen to her. Obviously, that is a really rough translation, but that's how I'm going to go with it. You guys know that's like my number one conspiracy theory. I will say that the royal family killed Princess Di and that the Kennedys killed Marilyn Monroe. And I also don't think James Dean ever really died. Those are my top three conspiracy theories, okay? Now, with like all their stuff that's going on, I've been trying to keep up with it, but I also don't feel like I really understand it well enough. Like, I don't understand the royal family and what they do. I know they're kind of figureheads for the country, but I don't really, I don't really know what else they do other than charity work. But it almost sounds like they still want titles, but they don't want to do any of the work or anything. And I know that Harry has money from his mother and the queen, so they'll likely be set for life, obviously. And obviously, if they, they're breaking away from, I'm saying obviously a lot. I'm realizing that as I'm speaking, so bear with me. But apparently they've already made deals with like Disney and Netflix and all this stuff. So money's never going to be an issue for them. Now, Enti, who I talk about a lot, Enti lawyer, the crazy days and nights guy. He does not like Megan at all, at all. He does not. He thinks she's very like calculated, very manipulative, all this stuff. So what Enti says about Megan and Harry, and this is what he thinks. This is not what I think, but he thinks that Harry is closeted and Megan was sick of yachting. So they met and kind of had a contract relationship, have a baby together, be married, all of that. It gives Megan in the press. It gives Harry a wife with a child. But like I said, he really, really dislikes Megan. And I use the term yachting, like a yacht, like the boat, like a yacht. (laughs) But yachting is basically for anyone who's a C to Z list celebrity who needs money to supplement their incomes. They'll go on yachts, typically owned by millionaires, do whatever the yacht owner wants, and it gets really, really fucking dark, okay? People he's mentioned that have done yachting, Nina Dobrev, Julianne Hough, um, Yolanda Hadid, probably one of the Hadid, Hadid daughters. It's basically, uh, Lindsay Lohan is another one that he says does yachting, Rita Ora, And it's kind of crazy because once he said that, I started to like notice which celebrities are always photographed in like Morocco on a boat, suntanning. You know, it's kind of weird when you kind of put it all together. Like I've said, I don't believe all the blinds, but it's opened up my eyes to kind of see things differently when it comes to celebrities. It's like in Wizard of Oz when Dorothy pulls the curtain back and the big, mighty, powerful Oz isn't so big and powerful after all. That's how I feel when it comes to Hollywood at this point. And I understand not everyone has as much time on their hands as I do to like dive into celebrity gossip and kind of like open your mind up to other ideas. But it's just, it's something I actually really enjoy. I love celebrity gossip. You guys know that. But I do think that there's always way more than we're seeing when, even when it comes to like relationships, celebrity relationships, you know, a lot of PR relationships are out there that people are just like, oh, they're so cute. Like, and obviously a lot of people probably don't care because they have their own shit going on. In my, like for me, Following um, celebrity gossip kind of helps me get out of my own head. It's, I don't know. Everyone has their own things, right? Speaking of celebrity blinds and craziness, I want to talk about the Justin Bieber and his Lyme disease claims that he has. So you guys know I've been following the Bieber and his Lyme disease very closely. I even said last week they're going to say he has a disease. Like, very predictable. Now it looks like he has Lyme disease. Lyme disease is absolutely no joke. I know people who've suffered through it and they can barely walk. They have muscle spasms. 
There's a lot that goes along with it, you know, rashes on your skin. So I'm not trying to make Lyme disease a joke. And I just want to put that out there because I don't believe Justin Bieber for a second. But I do believe people who have Lyme disease really, really, really do go through some shit. I know people who've dealt with it. And like I said, it's not an easy thing to go through. Now, I will say that I know that Lyme disease is really, really hard to diagnose So I genuinely think you're going to start seeing celebrities with alleged drug problems start throwing that around because we all know that exhaustion is way overused. And when like someone says they're being hospitalized for exhaustion, 99% of the time it's going to be drugs, allegedly. (laughs) So this is what I think. And I know I've talked to some people in my DMs, but not everybody has heard this. So get ready. I think it gives Justin Bieber a really good reason to not go on tour. Instead of canceling because he's allegedly using drugs, he's canceling because apparently he has Lyme disease and chronic mono. That way he can get to over-insure his tour. So if he cancels because of health reasons, it's going to be covered by insurance. That way he makes money still, Scooter makes money still, and it also lets him cancel like a tour without being canceled on Twitter. You know what I mean? This way people will be like, wow, he is really suffering. But I think, I think Justin Bieber's in a lot of trouble. I think Justin Bieber is in a lot of trouble. And someone was like, you know, it's kind of cruel that you've put together this highlight and stuff. I'm like, I don't think it's cruel. I think it's something that a lot of people are ignoring. And unfortunately... It's continued to be ignored, and I I don't think he has Lyme disease, and I'm going to say that. End of the day, I think this is a really convenient reason to not go on tour and to not have to take any heat for his actions. His Instagram Live videos are fucking crazy. I keep wondering how the media would react if it was Selena or Miley or Taylor doing any of this stuff. I mean, the media can barely handle Miley Cyrus to begin with, but that's a whole different topic. Maybe we'll get into it one day. But it's just so crazy to see how it's being handled, and... Like I said, maybe, actually, you know what? I'm going to say this. Maybe he has Lyme disease, but he's also a drug addict, allegedly. (laughs) That's probably a little bit too much of a forward statement to say, but I'm putting it out there. I just think it's a really convenient thing for him to cancel a tour on. And it's going to, Beliebers are crazy. Bieber fans are so like, like Swifties, right? So I'm a Taylor Swift fan. You guys know that. I try not to be like too blind if she does something bad, but Justin Bieber fans are crazy as hell. They'll like... They will go hard on you at Twitter. (laughs) All right, Gigi and Zayn got back together, which I posted about, I think what, like last week, I was like, oh, these two are definitely back together. And I'm worried about it. I feel like they're just a little toxic couple. I've read plenty of blinds about Zayn and his alleged drug use. I mean, even if you look at old photos of him, he does look healthier. So that's a positive. Like maybe he is taking steps to get better, but he used to look like so gaunt and stuff. And I don't know how I feel about Zayn. I know that he suffers from like anxiety and all that stuff, but to me, it's like, if you can't perform on stage, that really sucks. Like, I I don't know. I have a lot of mixed feelings about Zayn and I wasn't like a directioner or anything like that, but I do think that Gigi and Zayn are a very toxic couple. One thing I do know is that the Hadid sisters love going back to their drug-loving ex-boyfriends. That is shade to the weekend, okay? That's shade. And Enti, as I say, Enti lawyer, I always quote him. I always talk about him, but I want you guys to know, like, I would say probably like 25% of what he posts isn't true, but I know that the Hadids all said they had Lyme disease, and he said that was just covering it up for their drug use. But I do think that Avril Lavigne really has Lyme disease. So somebody asked about 25th birthdays, and... They asked me like how to celebrate their 25th birthday and I remember turning 25 and that's like a big deal because now you're in your mid-20s, homie. I'm sorry. (laughs) 
Your hangovers are going to get really bad. They're only going to get worse. I'm at, I'm 28 and like when I drink even three drinks now, I wake up, I'm like, holy shit. So buckle up, buckle up for that. But as I said, this person, they're not sure if they want to go out or if they want to stay in. And let me tell you something. It's your birthday and you do whatever you want. I feel like we always feel like we need to do something big to celebrate a birthday. But if you don't want to like go out and do anything crazy, then don't. I know like for me personally, I put a lot of pressure on myself to make sure my friends are having a good time. But I promise if your friends want to celebrate with you, They'll do what you want. They'll do whatever you please. So just don't put pressure on yourself and don't feel guilty if you don't want to go out. I'm pretty sure my 25th birthday probably went out to dinner and then had like, we have a fire pit back home, back in Massachusetts. So I probably went out to dinner with some people then invited people over for a fire, something real chill and low key. But if you do want to go out and dress up, that's fine too. Like it's it's tough, but just do whatever you want and the people who are there to celebrate your birthday, definitely want to be there for you. So I hope that helps a little bit. Somebody asked me to talk about Casey from season two. And my thoughts when it comes to Casey from Laguna Beach, honestly, she just lives a life that I don't even think I could ever imagine for myself. Like she's rich, rich. They did a white elephant party and she's friends with, I'm pretty sure like the the real housewives of Beverly Hills. And they had like, Gucci bags and like crazy designer bags and they're like oh that's so cute like I go to a white elephant and I'm like here's here's a candle (laughs) but I think her Instagram photos are too edited sometimes they freak me out but just watching her live on like a private yacht off the coast of Morocco and calling it a little family vacation boggles my mind I know that her husband is related to OJ's ex-wife who he didn't kill, he think he says, but we all kind of know about that. Yeah, I said it. No allegedly there. OJ Simpson will sue me, whatever. Jem Bunny and OJ Simpson can take me to court together. But I know he's rich, rich. So I don't know. It's just what they're used to. I don't think Casey's like a mean person or anything like that. Like I never got that vibe from her. I do think MTV thought they'd have like a really big storyline with her being the rich, pretty girl. But it just never worked out. There was a season two promo for Laguna and she talks about like crushing on talent and all this stuff. And it seems like they just wanted her to have this big part and it just didn't happen. I mean, how can you focus on Casey when we have the Jessica Jason love triangle with Alex and then eventually Lauren as well? You just can't top that. Sorry, Casey. I listened to Selena Gomez's new album Rare and I'll probably give it another try, but I feel like it sounds like one long song. Every single song sounds pretty much the same, but for some reason, I am just always rooting for Selena. Like, I don't know what it is. I'm always, always rooting for her. Maybe it's because I, like, dislike Justin Bieber, and I feel like he treated her badly. I don't know. Um, I was asked to talk about Floribama Shore, and I love all the girls on the show, minus Courtney. She still scares the shit out of me. I think they should replace her with Maddie full-time. I like Maddie a lot. I never watched Party Down South, but I like her on the challenge. And I think she's like a great addition to the house for Floribama Shore. Amy and Candace are my favorite, but Nelsa's really grown on me. And I have to admit, I didn't watch season one. I was super against the show for a little while. I thought it was like stupid and boring. But then I started to watch it and I'm like, okay, it makes sense. I'm glad that I caved. I still think Gus is the worst. Um, If you don't watch it, like you probably don't know what I'm talking about. But in the last episode, Gus and Jeremiah got into a fight. Because like he, Jeremiah was supposed to take Gus's bill or something because he won in dodgeball. What I don't understand is why like each person took a separate bill when there's a bunch of them just like put it all together and split it 
three or four ways, however many people were on the team. I thought it was really gross how, like, Gus is so rude to um, to Kodai's dad. He, like, talks over him, and he's kind of like, that's just how I was raised. That's how I was raised. And you know what? That, that phrase actually really bothers me. I understand that everybody goes through different things growing up. I definitely understand that. I definitely didn't have the easiest upbringing. I was blessed. Like, I had a lot of, like, nice things. That's a Southern thing. I was blessed. Oh, my goodness. Maybe I am becoming Southern. But I had to go through a lot of struggles, like, growing up. I think we all have. And I don't think people should really blame how they were brought up. Maybe to a point, maybe to a point you can, but eventually you start making your own choices. And Gus, if you want to act like a little bitch and then just like be disrespectful, that's on you. You can't always just blame your parents. And that's how I feel about that. I'm not going to like stand on a soapbox and say all this stuff. But I've talked a little bit about my struggles when I was younger, like with my mom. And there's a bunch of stuff that I'm not, I mean, you guys would be like, um, I don't think we want to hear about this. But I think eventually you need to kind of take responsibility for your own actions and stop just blaming your parents eventually like you just have to stop blaming them and yeah okay I'm sorry I kind of got deep there but like I said it took me a while to get into the show but do not get your hopes up with Siesta Key I don't think that show will ever really be for me if you love it that's awesome for you I just I can't really get into it I've tried I've tried really hard and by really hard I watched two episodes and hated it but Vanderpump Rules took me a little while to get into as well so maybe there is a little bit of hope Somebody did ask me how I felt about the premiere, and I thought it was fine. I don't really have any tons of thoughts on it. Max is, like, very different looking. I don't know. Max kind of bugs me. Like, something about him bugs me. But I think we have to give it a few more episodes in order to really judge it. I don't get why everyone hates Sheena. I understand she's cringy, but I don't think she's that bad. I know everyone really, really hates her. But I'm like, she just wants to be on TV and wants to be the center of attention. They all do, so, so whatever. So let's talk about Very Cavallari. The premiere was last week. Now we are in season three of Very Cavallari. And it's so weird with this show. I don't love it or hate it. I just like, I just watch it. I feel like I'm no longer super invested in anything that's happening on the show. I don't, I don't think it's really all that bad, but I still feel like there needs to be a more cohesive show. It's like Kristen needs to make it all about work or all about her home life. And if it's all about her home life, we don't need to see Brittany and Stone break up. I don't know if that makes sense because we're already kind of invested in Brittany and Stone in that fake ass proposal last season. But anyway, I like Brittany. A lot of people hate on Brittany, but I don't really mind her. I think she was just in like a shitty relationship and it kind of showed through that she wasn't happy at home so it kind of went through to work I don't know that's kind of how I feel about it I do think Justin's funny and I think he's going to be a good addition to the show but I don't know if it'll save the show I can't remember what episode it was but I said that they'd likely try and make the show much more Nashville in the preview for the upcoming season they're walking down Broadway and they go on a party bus and I was just like I knew it I knew it so one thing that I did see on Twitter is Kristen did tweet about the Kelly situation And she said she was upset that the show only showed the clickbait stuff when there was more issues with Kelly. Sometimes I feel like Kristen forgets that it's a different age of reality TV. We kind of like, we're smarter about it. When I read that, I was like, you're the executive producer and kind of have a big part of why certain things are shown. So she had a part in deciding what they show and what they don't show. And like when she was on the hills and stuff, Twitter was around, I know, but... Instagram wasn't around, all this stuff wasn't around, and I just feel like we're smarter watchers now. I don't know if that was like a smart thing to say, but I think we're smarter by how we 
watch reality TV now. I still don't have the whole Kelly story. Apparently, I want to, I know someone who knows Kelly's side. We just haven't gotten together to talk about it. And when I hear about it, you guys will be the first to know. Now, a lot of people are asking why Reagan was fired. And from what I've heard from different sources, allegedly, all that good stuff, it's because she called Jay a little bitch on TV last season. Jay and Kristen didn't like it, so they fired her from Uncommon James, and she just decided to not be on the show anymore if they're going to be like that. She's like, it's a TV show. That's not even a bad thing to say. But again, it's kind of like she just has like a revolving door of cast members other than Britney. And Cole, well, Colby came in last season. But I really didn't like that montage of like when she's like Reagan was fired, Matt quit, Kelsey was fired. And just so you know, Kelsey's position was eliminated. She wasn't fired. And then what'd you say? Kaylee quit. I don't know. It's like she almost got joy out of that. And I'm like, Kristen, like it's hard for me to be like, you're a great boss, babe, when you do stuff like that. In my, like that's how I feel. So very cavalier. I'll watch it. I'll probably do updates like this for each episode. But I don't know. It's just, it's not like a great show for me. I, I, I feel like I'm one of the people who really like the store drama. And I was really hoping for a Vanderpump Rules type show. And it's just not that. All right. Are you guys ready for it? Are you ready for it? That's my Taylor Swift impression. Let us get into the whole Jesse James Decker thing. Because honestly, before I moved to Nashville, I had no idea who she was. I mean, I knew she was like married to Eric Decker and they had a reality show at some point, but that's about it. Now, up until recently, I still didn't know who she was, but I've heard from different sources that Kristen and Jesse do not get along. Kristen Cavallari and Jesse James Decker. I believe my source on this one. Someone tried to tell me I was wrong because they have photos together, but like that doesn't mean anything. From what I've been told, they both think that they copy one another. Like Kristen thinks Jesse copies her. Jesse thinks Kristen copies her. That's really it. I mean, I get it. They both live in Nashville. They have stores in Nashville, almost in the same area. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, they are in the exact same area. They're both married to former football players. They've had reality shows. They both have three kids. Personally, I say take this feud public so the media talks about it and you both get into the news. I think it's a win-win for everyone. Oh, and apparently Jesse's song Ego is about Jay because they dated for a brief moment right before Jay and Kristen got together. So just more fuel on the fire. Also, a few people think that I'm the one behind the whole exposing Jesse James Decker Instagram that I posted. Not me, I promise. If it was me, I would tell you, but no. I just posted it because I've been getting like a lot of DMs about Jessie and her family drama. Like I said, I only kind of knew her because of her posting like sexual things about her husband on Instagram. Like very, it's like, it's like chill out, girl. We get it. We get it. You have three kids. We get it. We get that you like his dick. You don't need to tell us in every comment. I will tell you that there's a Reddit called Jesse James Decker and Family Gossip if you want to try and go down that wormhole. And that's where I got a lot of this information from. I try and stay away from Reddit because someone called me a tryhard. <laughs> someone was like, Laguna Biatch is a tryhard. And I was like, oh, fuck you. That hurt my feelings. <laughs> so I do think some of it is like really, really harsh. Like some of the things that have been said. I don't know, Jesse personally. But some of the stories that have come out just sound like her being like early 20s and boy crazy. Who hasn't been there? I mean, if you guys had known me 21 to 23, you guys would not have liked me. I promise you. One quote I did see is that she was picked on, is that she said that she was picked on for being too pretty. And I was like, yikes, I feel like there's more to it than that, Jesse. So apparently Jesse has an has a little brother, not older brother, a little brother named John, who also seems unbearable. But they had a big falling out, like he and his wife weren't invited to be in the family Christmas card or anything like that, which is definitely harsh. Again, 
family dynamics are insane, but I feel like there's a huge slap in the face to like just not invite your son, his wife, and their newborn. And I think it's probably because John has been really open about their issues and maybe Jesse like isn't cool with that because she wants to portray that perfect life and John's messing with it. So John DM'd someone on Instagram and this is all on that Reddit, the exposing Jesse James family, whatever, Jesse James Decker and family um, Reddit. So he said that he and Jesse had a very forced conversation that he didn't want to be a part of and neither did his fiance. It ended with his mother shoving his then pregnant fiance and no one's apologized since. He blames Jesse for the whole altercation and she's the reason none of his family was there for the birth of his child. It also came out that Jesse would like, uh, I don't know, like bully young girls on Twitter that would tweet like, we love you, Eric Decker. You know, like Denver fans would tweet that. Like I tweet, I'm in love with Julian Edelman. It's just, it's what we do. You know, that's just what fans do. I, I don't know. I, I feel like that's kind of a normal thing on Twitter. But Jesse would like tweet them back saying things like, you want to suck his dick, don't you? And they're like young kids. Like they're, I mean, I'm sure some were like older, but still it's kind of like, what the fuck? And then she would block them on her account and Eric's account. And according to a lot of these reports, she's just really jealous about her husband People have said that she doesn't even allow Eric to really talk to his family at all. Like she is all about her family and they don't see his at all. And all this is allegedly, like I said, it's all from this Reddit. I don't know how much is true. I just, I was asked about it a bunch. So I did a little bit of a deep, uh, I did a shallow jump into Jesse James Decker because to be honest, I still don't care about her. (laughs) I still don't really know who she is, but I'm trying. Anyway, the one thing that really stuck out to me, other than like your mother shouldn't be pushing a pregnant woman. Everyone's complaining about her clothes clothing line kittenish and how they'll spend like $70 for a sweater and it's mailed to them ripped. I know a couple of my followers have actually told me that's happened and there's no way to like return it. Their customer service is terrible. Everything's super poor quality. If you try to complain, they just ignore it or block you or delete your comment on Instagram. No help at all. And I'm surprised because she has a storefront in one of the most expensive areas of Nashville called the Gulch. Like, it's just wild that none of this stuff has really come out. And maybe it's because people don't care about Jesse James Decker. I don't know. And if you look at, like, the reviews on Google, like, the kittenish reviews, a lot of the names are totally fake. Like, they're bot or something or robots. I don't know. And as I said, there's a lot of stuff. I'm genuinely, like, afraid to say anything about Jesse James because it seems like she's always looking for things on social media and will attack you. So, Jesse James, I don't know you. (laughs) I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings. You can block me on Twitter if it makes you feel better. And like I said, if you want more, just look at the Reddit page. Um, Just Google, like, Reddit, Jesse James Decker and family. So, a quick personal life update. And you guys have been, I've taught, I'm gonna say, I almost said you guys have been invested, but I don't know if you actually, like, care about this. But I've talked a lot about my rom-com life and how it's awful now. Like, it's really bad between me and Tim. And it kind of sucked. Like I said, he ended up like deciding to ignore me because my friend Callie deleted him off Snapchat and he thinks it's my fault when in reality it's his own fault. But anyway, not going to get into all that. I will say I tweeted something because, you know, him ignoring me actually really hurts because he sits so close to me, walks by me, looks the other way and it's kind of like, dude, grow the fuck up. But I think he thought that eventually I'd talk to him. That's kind of what I think is going on in his head. But I've decided that now I'm ignoring him. So I, like I said, I tweeted, I'm like, how do you deal with someone like ignoring you? And Mario Kiki on Twitter, 
he gave me advice and he was like, just make it your new normal. And I was kind of like, damn, yeah, I'm going to like take that power back. And now I'm ignoring him and it's my new normal. And it has been a lot easier. I'm not like upset to go into work. My stomach's not upset going into work. And now I feel a little bit empowered. And I talked to my boss about it because my boss and I, we're like fairly close. We probably tell each other things that like maybe you shouldn't tell your boss and employee. But she knows kind of the whole thing that everything that happened with Tim, she was kind of like, yeah, you shouldn't like do that. You shouldn't hang out with people you work with. And I'm like, I know I'm so stupid. But it, it, you know, her and I talked about everything last night. We kind of talked about it. And she was like, you know, it is empowering to take that. And you know what? He's acting like an asshole. So you don't deserve that. And just continue to ignore him. And she's like, and if you want me to try and move your seat, I will. I'm not going to do that because I feel like that's just a little bit too much. I'm like, it's not that hard ignoring him anymore. I think I'm actually doing a lot better with it and I'm not sad about it. And that is what I call growth. (laughs) And now let's get into the big show. Let's talk about the hills. I can't believe that's a weird way to like intro it. I'm not deleting it. Now let's get into the big show. Let's talk about season two, episode two. It's called When You Least Expect It. And as I said before, I watch this all on Hulu. So it starts off and Lauren is making a birthday list. I mean, as you do if you're rich. (laughs) My mom would be like, what do you want for your birthday? I'd be like, concert ticket. She'd be like, that's it. That's all you get. One present. But Heidi says that she's been sick and we find out that she thought she was pregnant. She took a test and... Lauren wishes that Heidi told her like she's like why didn't you tell me I would have been there for you and it's a weird conversation because I feel like the last little bit that Lauren comments is kind of rude she's like I'm here and I'll talk to you about it and I won't cheat on you thank you like okay Lauren thanks for that support and it just kind of like reminds me of the first you know like When you were younger and your friends would get pregnancy tests, you'd be like, oh my God, this is the biggest moment ever. And I mean, it is kind of a crazy moment, but I can remember in high school, one of my friends getting a pregnancy test and me just being like, oh my God, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I'm not the kind of person you should. I mean, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty solid friend. But if you really need like hardcore support in like a moment like that, I'm probably going to freak out. So as long as you're aware of that, like. I'm going to freak out. I'm going to hold your hand, but I'm going to talk a lot and talk really quickly. So as long as you're good with that, then that then we're good, I guess. Whatever. So Heidi calls Spencer to come to work and we're left with some suspense because after that like eight second conversation, now we're at Teen Vogue. Like it's just a quick little blip of Heidi saying, can you come meet me in the alley behind work? Now we're at Teen Vogue and we have a Lauren and Whitney moment with Lisa and we find out that Ashley Page is having a show and they want the girls to help. And Whitney says she has school, but we'll get there as soon as she can after school. And Lisa's like, yes, school is very important in her calm voice. Yes, Whitney, school is very important. (laughs) And Lisa like pauses and then goes to Lauren and she's like, Lauren, I need to count on you. You can do this on your own, but you need to be on time. You're representing the company. Like, hey, remember that time when you let your friends in and they got drunk and fought? Don't let that happen. Remember that time you were five minutes, ten minutes late to a shoot? Yeah, don't let that happen either. And she keeps saying it's important to be on time. She's like, remember that. Don't forget it. And now we are in the alley and Heidi's kind of setting Spencer up to think that she's pregnant. And I'm actually team Spencer on this one. Like the way she goes about it. I don't like it. I don't like how she does it. I am going to play a sound clip. So I always give you the heads up. You can either skip over it or maybe turn your volume down, protect your little ears. And here we go. I'm a little bit irritated that you just had me thinking that you were pregnant for a second there. Uh, 
So I didn't record the whole conversation, but she's basically, she does make it seem like she's pregnant and I don't think that's a fair thing to do. But then they kind of kiss and make up and she goes back to work. So now we're at breakfast with Heidi and Lauren in their apartment and Heidi admits to setting it up like she was pregnant to get a reaction and Lauren rolls her eyes like big time. And then we find out Heidi has a very brilliant idea. So again, it's going to be an audio clip. So that little clip like kind of made me think of how Kristen and Lauren are still being like compared to each other even at like 34 and 35 or maybe Kristen's not even 34 yet and I don't think Lauren's 35 but it's kind of like they can't get out of each other's way. I mean even obviously Lauren's the queen of Coles but I feel like say if Kristen was to come out with a line of clothes other than her little James clothes people would just compare it to Lauren's right away. It's kind of like it sucks. So that kind of bums. I was kind of thinking about that, especially like the whole Brody Jenner thing. And I can remember being like, wow, she's really dating Brody when he dated Kristen, like way back in the day. Also, don't give your friend's number out to people. Obviously, it sounds like Lauren and Brody have like known e- met each other at least. But one time my friend did that. She gave my number to a guy like he thought that she was setting us up to have a threesome because I ended up inviting him out one night. And he was like, so what? what is this? What are the three of us doing? And we were like, ah. So yeah, don't do that. That's not a good way to be. But Lauren leaves for work and she's like, don't give anyone else my number, which is funny. Sometimes Lauren isn't awful and she can be funny. So now we're at the Ashley Page store. And right when Lauren walks in, Ashley yells at her. She's like, do you know how to answer phones? And Lauren needs to answer phones. And then she has to dig out a candle to burn. Ashley's like, it won't burn. It's good luck. It's a money candle and we need all the money we can get. So start digging. It's kind of weird. Ashley scares me a lot more than Kelly Catrone ever did. And then Ashley's like, what time is it? And Lauren's like, I don't wear a watch. And Ashley's like, you need to start wearing a watch. Ashley's very frightening. I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel about her, but I'm very afraid of her. But Lauren finds the wick and she saves the day. And Ashley's proud and then gives Lauren a task to decorate an umbrella with flowers. I mean, she started off answering phones. Then she dug the wick out of the money candle and... Now she's decorating an umbrella, so she's moving on up. Now the next scene shows Spencer standing on a balcony calling someone, and he ends up calling Audrina. And how does he do it? He's like, listen to these two talk. Oh my God. Like, what a terrible personality personality mix. I mean, I thought Audrina and Heidi made me feel dumb, but like Spencer and Audrina make me feel like, wow, like a rock. So she picks up and she's like, hello? And he's like, with his front teeth showing, My favorite person in the world. (laughs) 
and he invites her to dinner and Audrina says, no way. Like, things are weird between Heidi and I. And that's it. She's decided to go girl code and Spencer is out of here. Spencer's done. Even though I don't think Spencer was ever a thing, but now we know she's done with Spencer. Now we're at the Ashley Page fashion show and Lauren is Gio's assistant. Whitney shows up to help line up and dress the models and Brody calls Lauren while she's like working and she's like, I can't talk. I I have to go. She basically hangs up on him. Fashion show goes great. The umbrella is incredible. It's a hit. And she gets another compliment on the umbrella. I wonder if her favorite song is Umbrella by Rihanna. Bad joke, bad joke. Sorry, I'm not taking it back though. I'm not taking it back. I'm sorry, I'm not taking it back. Now we're back at the apartment. And Heidi picks up the phone. Heidi picks up Lauren's phone because Lauren's phone's ringing. And Heidi like picks up. She's like, Heidi's dating service. And then starts cracking up. So we know it's Brody. And this is the moment we all swoon for beautiful Brody. Shows him driving in his car. And Brody invites Lauren to go out to dinner and to have fun. And Lauren's like all blushing. She's like, okay. Because her voice changes when she's around a boy. As we know, that's that's a character trait that Lauren Conrad has in the hills in Laguna. So Lauren's called into Lisa's office the next day and finds out that Ashley said she did a great job. And Lisa wants Lauren to work with designers to prep a show, like to prep a whole show. It's about a two-week process, and Lauren's excited. Lauren's no longer known as the girl who didn't go to Paris. She's known as the girl who did a great job decorating an umbrella. Now Lauren's back at her apartment. She's getting ready for her date. And this is Lauren's first date since Jason. We don't have a pickup moment. There's no moment of her getting in Brody's car all excited. But we see beautiful Brody opening the door for her. And he calls her beautiful. Uh, He's like, (laughs) what does he say? He's like, you look beautiful. And she's like, you look handsome. And of course, her voice changes because that's what she does. Brody compliments her smile. And this scene has haunted me. Well, not I guess haunted is not the right word, but it has stuck with me for years. And Lauren explains that she has a straight across smile. And this this conversation, I wish I could have recorded it, but I didn't think it would sound good because they were in a restaurant. And she and he's like, it gives you character. And Lauren goes, oh, Lauren, this is like a moment where I'm like, Lauren, shut the fuck up. But Lauren's like, when someone says something gives you character, it means it makes you look bad. Like someone with a big nose has character. It gives them character. And he's like, and Brody quickly, he's like, what's wrong with a big nose? He's like, someone might love that big nose. Just how I really like your smile. And I was kind of like, damn, Brody, you've always known what to say. No wonder why we are all foolishly in love with Brody, Peter Pan, Jenner. But they have a nice little dinner date. They have a great time. And Brody drives her back to the house, back to the apartment. Says he wants to see her again, and all he wants to do is make her smile. And they hug goodnight, and there was no kiss. And that is the end of the episode. I, I'm excited to see Brody and Lauren. I know that they weren't a real couple, but I loved them together. Like, But there was always a part of me in like the later seasons that wished Brody and Audrina got together. I don't know if you guys felt that way. I know they had like a weird little thing that was definitely fake in like Costa Rica or something. But I don't know, I always just kind of thought they'd be a beautiful brunette couple. And I thought he was much better looking than Justin Bobby, but now I feel the other way around. And I think it's because I don't like Brody's personality as much as I thought I did. But that is it. That is the episode. I hope that you guys check out the Jesse James Decker Reddit if you're interested. Like I said, there's a lot there. And I almost feel like some of it is just like hardcore bullying Jesse James Decker. I don't know. I was kind of like, oh, I'm not going to talk about certain things. But yeah, thank you guys for being okay with this being late. I know it's annoying. I tried to make it a little bit extra long, but I don't think I did. I just hope you guys have an awesome week. If you see Celine Dion in your city, go buy tickets. 
changed my life, better person because of Celine Dion. And I also just want to remind everybody that the fires in Australia are still going on. I know like one day every celebrity decided to post a story about it, but the people in Australia definitely need our support still. So if you can, be sure to look how you can donate. So if you're listening, I know that there are a lot of listeners in Australia. Just know that I'm thinking of you. We're thinking of you. And we're hoping that you guys get some relief soon just because it's, I don't know, I feel like people only post things once and then they think it's over and they think like everything's fine. But Australia is still on fire and to all the Australian listeners out there, we're thinking of you. So thank you guys for listening. Have a great rest of your week and I'll talk to you next week.